Hey friends, it's Ellen Olson Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast. And just a reminder that this season, season five, I am going to try to loosely stick to the topics of routines and traditions. And so that got me thinking, what is the difference between a routine and a tradition? Which got me thinking that other words that might be included are also habits and practices, which got me thinking that I think the next season might need to be all about practices, which is something I think about a lot and I think of as being in its own specific category. But I could have looked up online and I thought about like compare contrast routines and traditions, like what's the difference, but I decided to just sit with it a little bit and try to figure it out on my own. And in one way, who cares, right? But if I'm going to be talking about it for a while, I want to have kind of a clear sense in my own head of what I mean when I say routine and what I mean when I say tradition. And I think it might be very loosely this. I think a routine is something that you do Um, on a consistent basis, I think it tends to be somewhat daily, more closer to the kind of timescale of daily than, um, you know, seasonally or associated with holidays or times of the year or events or things like that. And um, I also think routines are often strategies for accomplishing things that you would like to accomplish. They're basically ways of doing things like getting exercise or getting your house cleaned or working through your email or doing the laundry or getting to work or, you know, whatever it is that you do in a way that is uh, routinized, routinized, where you have a route through it. Um, that makes life easy because it takes away the need to be constantly making decisions. Traditions, I think, are things that you do on a somewhat consistent basis. Um, They could be daily traditions. Um, I think of traditions as being things that involve a story somehow. There's some kind of meaning associated with it. And I think they often involve other people. There, there's something about them that is social in some way um, where, and I don't know, I'll have to think about this, but where like more than one person is showing up and there is this sense of story and meaning. So I'll give you two examples from my life so you just kind of know like what I am talking about. So a routine that I have in my life every day, and in fact, I really can't not do it anymore (laughs) is I have a morning routine um, that I do before I have my coffee and it has sometimes had different modules put in and taken out of it, but it's basically a way of moving my body first thing in the morning. Um, It often involves stepping outside um, and it sometimes involves a short walk, but right now It is um, a routine where I do some mobility exercises with my neck and my shoulders and my upper back. And that probably takes like two, maybe three minutes to do that. Oh, also some wrist mobility. Um, 
And then there's a couple of little exercises I do on the floor, basically to get my spine moving and open up the backside of my body. And then I sit and I meditate for three minutes. That's it. Three minutes. I do it with my eyes open, basically looking out a window. And so it's not like some kind of transcendental meditation. There's no chanting. There's no, there's nothing special. There's just me sitting with myself. Um, and then I do a couple more little exercises on the way to standing up and that's it. And there are days when I think, oh, I don't really have time to do this or I don't want to do this, but it feels, I feel so much better when I do. You know that feeling when you brush your teeth and afterwards you're like, oh, thank God I brushed my teeth. I never go through this routine and think like, well, that was a waste of time. Like it really makes me feel like a slightly different person. Um, similarly, maybe to way, the way a cup of coffee does, um, those first couple of sips are like, okay, now the wheels are cranking. Um, but there isn't a story involved in it to me. Like there isn't a sense of like, I don't know, it really is, it really is about accomplishing a goal. Like I want to get my body moving first thing in the morning and I just want to feel those first couple of sighs of relief of feeling things open up. And I want to know that I have moved my spine in all the directions that I can moving into my day. Even if I don't get any other exercise done that day and I sit in a chair for 14 hours, I know that I've moved my body in a way that feels good to me. Okay, so I think of that as a routine. A tradition that I have, and this is kind of a new tradition and I don't know how long it will last. One of the things I'd really like to think about is how Traditions don't have to last forever. And maybe one of the other things about traditions is we do feel this pull to sustain them sometimes, not so much because they are accomplishing something for us, but because we feel that there would be some sense of sadness in stopping the tradition. Again, I'm just feeling my way through these ideas, so I'm not exactly sure. But here is a tradition that my husband and I have had I want to say for about the past three months. So after a summer of much ice cream and delightful food, which we would often have at night before sitting down to watch something on Netflix, um, we decided it was time to cut out the sugar, which if you've been listening to this podcast for all the seasons, you know, this is a constant refrain. So, um, but we also really like having a little treat. So one night while I was grocery shopping, um, I got a text from my husband that said, could you please find some cookies that are not cookies and bring them home? And I knew exactly what he was saying, which was that when we sit down and have a cup of tea at night while we're watching TV, it's nice to have a little something to nibble on. And so I like, I looked around, I was like crackers and I was like, nah. And then I realized that all we needed to really have was like a little biscotti right? Something that would be not super, super sweet, because you can make biscotti, you know, not super, super sweet, and they can have nuts in them and, you know, be so healthy. And um, also, they can be small, and they are, you know, kind of hard and crunchy. So it's not like an Oreo that you just stick the whole thing in your mouth. Um, And I was like, all right, let's make biscotti. So now about once a week, I make a batch of biscotti and we slice them up. And at night when it's time to watch TV, usually it's my husband who makes tea and warms up two of the biscotti so they're nice and crisp and warm. And 
we sit down and we watch our show, sometimes for 10 minutes, sometimes for an hour, and then we go to bed. And this tradition, um, what is it accomplishing? Like, it's not like a workout routine. It's not... um, The reason I think of it as more of a tradition and not a routine is because it's not brushing my teeth and getting into bed. There's like this sense of ritual and story that goes along with it, that it's about together time and it's about both of us showing up to spend some time with each other. And it's about the way it feels to sit down on the couch and kind of mark the end of the day and the beginning of the relaxing part of the night. And, you know, every week we savor whatever the biscotti recipe was for that week. Um, Right now it's, I think we're still on a chocolate coconut pecan recipe, which is quite good. Um, So I don't know. What do you think about that? Routine, tradition. I just think routines tend to be a little bit less loaded. Like, Like every once in a while, there's a night when I just want to actually keep working when it's time to sit down and have biscotti. And I feel like my husband would be really disappointed. And I also would be if I was looking forward to it. And he said, oh, you know what, I'm working on this painting, and I'm going to finish working on it tonight. There's a sense of like, showing up for the other person pausing feels like a tradition to me. All right. Well, interesting, right? Um, Of course, I'd love to hear if you have any traditions or routines or thoughts about either that you would like to share, ellen at ellenolsonbrown.com. And my recommendation, oh, I have three recommendations. They are not routines or traditions, um, but a tradition this time of the year for a lot of people is gift giving. And I have three great places for you to go, especially if you go soon. Um, to get gifts that are unique. Um, The first is Adam J. Kurtz's website, adamjk.com. Just check it out. It's hard hard to explain, um, but his stuff is very cool. And if you want to find out more about him, I think probably on his website, he has links to interviews that he's done. And what a cool person. He has a new book that just came out. He makes pins and pencils and planners and stickers and Um, his stuff is really fun. Another person whose gifts I think um, feel like a meaningful and pretty and cheerful and optimistic thing to give is the work of lisacongdon.com, C-O-N-G-D-O-N, and uh, visit her website. Both of them are also great follows on Instagram. Um, And also, both Adam J. Kurtz and Lisa Congdon have gifts that are in all kinds of price ranges. And so, you know, you don't have to break the bank. Um, Another one that I just feel great about recommending is pilgrimwaters.co. And full disclosure, Susie and Keith are good friends of ours, and um, they're design work. They have furniture, clothes, textiles, you know, everything from tea towels that are just wonderful and quite affordable all the way up to um, clothes and these beautiful little trays that have stands that are attached to them. Um, And those are pricey, but 
worth every penny. Keith hand makes them, Susie designs them. Um, if you are looking for something very special to give to somebody, pilgrimwaters.co. Okay, I will talk to you soon. Bye.